This is a podcast from the Business Times. Singapore stocks opened weaker on Monday, October 10. The Straits Times index slipped 0.8% to 3,119.65 points at the open and ended the day lower, mirroring regional declines after a robust U.S. job report last Friday dampened investors' hopes of a policy pivot by the U.S. Federal Reserve. The SDI fell 1.2% to close at 3,107.47 points, with nearly all index counters ending the day in the red. On Tuesday, Tuesday, Singapore stocks opened in the green, bucking the global trend on a day which saw declines for stock markets worldwide. The SDI gained 0.6% to 3,127.46 points at the open. Gold prices were flat on the day, pinned near a one-week low hit in the previous session. As a firmer dollar and the prospect of further oversized rate hikes by the U.S. Federal Reserve sapped the zero-yielding assets appeal. European shares fell for a fifth straight session on Tuesday. As investors fretted about the prospects of a global economic downturn and corporate profits being squeezed by rising interest rates as central banks step up their fight against inflation. At the midweek, Singapore stocks began trade in slightly negative territory, tracking losses on global stock markets. The SDI headed down 0.04% to 3,103.91 points at the open and closed in the red amid mixed trading in regional markets and ahead of key inflation data from the U.S. And on Thursday, the U.S. Labor Department reported that the Consumer Price Index rose 0.4 in September as underlining inflation pressures continue to build, reinforcing expectations that the Federal Reserve will deliver a fourth 75 basis points interest rate hike next month. It's Friday, October 14th. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look at market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm podcast editor Clarissa Montero. Today, advanced estimates released from the Ministry of Trade and Industry showed Singapore's economy beat expectations and grew 4.4% year-on-year in the third quarter. The Straits Times index gained 1.1% at the open to 3,074.65 points. Here's Amelia Tan research analyst at SGX Securities with her wrap of the week. In the week to date, STI declined 3.3% in price returns, in line with global and regional markets as most markets slid into negative territory in early October. This follows STI's price gain of 0.9% in 3Q2022, with dividends boosting its total return to 2.4%, while the FTSE developed index registered a decline of 3.2%. In the quarter, SCI ETFs attracted moderate net inflows totaling 19 million SING dollars, while the broader Singapore stock market attracted over 800 million SING dollars worth of net institutional fund inflows. 46 primary listed companies bought back shares with a total consideration of 586 million SING dollars, with the month of August experiencing the highest share buybacks filed since the more volatile conditions of March 2020. On a year-to-date basis, the STI held up with a decline of 2.7%, while the FTSE Asia-Pacific and Global Indices declined close to 30%. Domestic-orientated and travel-related sectors have the GDP flash estimates for third quarter growing 1.5% quarter-on-quarter, reversing the 0.2% contraction seen in second quarter of 2022. As expected, manufacturing was reported to weaken. This has brought flash estimates for 3Q2022 to 4.4%, beating expectations. 
Singapore's GDP growth is projected to come in at 3 to 4 percent in 2022 and forecast to grow below trend in 2023. MES has also recentered the midpoint of the Singapore dollar nominal effective exchange rate band up to its prevailing level, which was largely expected given the appreciation of the trade weighted exchange rate since 14 July. The slope was not changed, nor was the band widened. The current tightening cycle had already seen three slight increases to the slope since October 2021 through to April 2022, and the band has not been widened yet in this tightening cycle. Looking at the Singapore institutional fund flows for the past five sessions as of 12 October, we observed net institutional fund outflows of 69 million Sing dollars. By sector, the highest outflows were seen across financial services at 29 million, followed by REITs at 25 million and consumer cyclicals at 21 million. On the other hand, telecommunications, industrials, energy oil and gas and real estate excluding REITs were the only sectors with net institutional inflows totaling 18 million. OCBC, ST Engineering and SGX saw a combined net institutional outflow of 78 million while DBS, Semcorp Marine and Yang Zixiang Shipbuilding recorded a combined net inflow of $97 million. Across the Singapore market, the outperformance for the week for companies with a market cap of at least $500 million were Golden Energy and Resources with a price gain of 10%, followed by Golden Agri Resources and Geo Energy Resources. On the other hand, underperformance for the week were AEM Holdings, NIO and UMS Holdings. Technology manufacturing stocks sank into the red this week, tracking declines among chipmakers worldwide as the industry starts to feel the impact of weaker consumer demand and macroeconomic headwinds. Taiwanese chipmaker TSMC shaved its capex for 2022 and Intel is said to be considering job cuts in a bid to reduce costs. Correspondent Raphael Lim has further insights from the Business Times news desk. It was a week of bearish sentiment, with most Asian markets falling significantly for the five trading days ending Thursday, as investors nervously considered data releases that would shape the US Federal Reserve's actions to fight inflation. Regional markets took their cue from Wall Street last Friday, where key indices ended sharply lower, as a robust US jobs report signaled that inflationary pressures were not likely to disappear soon. With hopes for a Fed policy pivot dampened, Investors began taking risk off the table, with US and other regional equities slipping for most of the week. As of Thursday's close, the Benchmark Straits Times Index, or STI, had notched a six-day losing streak, closing at its lowest level since March 2021. The 19-month lows has also meant that the STI is now in negative territory for the year to date, leaving the Jakarta Composite as the only major market index in the region that is in the black for the year. For the five trading days ending Thursday, the STI fell 3.5%. Other markets in the region did not fare much better, with key indices in Australia, Malaysia, Hong Kong and Shanghai falling between 0.8 and 9% over the same period. Taiwan, Japan and South Korea had a long weekend, but investors had little to cheer when the markets reopened on Tuesday, as tech and semiconductor stocks got hammered. Stocks such as TSMC, Samsung Electronics and Tokyo Electron tumbled following news from last Friday that the Biden administration would clamp down on China's access to chip technology. In Singapore, the shares of local tech manufacturers also took a beating on Thursday following reports that Intel could lay off thousands. 
AEM Holdings fell 11.4% on Thursday, while other players such as UMS, Franken, and Aztec Global saw declines in the range of 5 and 6.8%. Over the past five trading days, just one STI counter ended in positive territory. Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding gained 4.5%. Meanwhile, SETS, Jardine Cycle and Carriage and SGX were the worst performers over the same period, falling between 7.7 and 8.7%. Inflation and the Fed's rate hike path remain the key topic of focus for investors. Minutes from the Fed's September meeting, which were released on Wednesday, showed that the Fed believes that a slowdown of economic growth and the US job market will be required to bring down inflation. They also noted that inflation has not yet responded to the higher interest rates. The key event for markets in the region this week was inflation data in the US, which was released on Thursday evening. With key macroeconomic data out of the way for the week, investors would be keenly eyeing the upcoming earnings season. Major banks in the US start reporting on Friday, and investors would naturally be eyeing the first set of numbers closely before deciding on further investment decisions. Still to come, we take a closer look at more news and drivers with Amelia Tan. Break down useful financial tips with Money Hacks from the Business Times with correspondent Howie Lim. Every first and third Monday of the month, go to bt.sg podcasts to download. And now, back to market focus from the Business Times. Amelia, Singapore's unemployment rates reported for August slid to a six-year low of 1.9% compared to 2.1% in July and eased the country's lowest level since March 2016. Resident unemployment rate was 2.7%, while citizen unemployment rate was 2.8%. Now, while this is good news, MOM has warned of weakness in the face of economic pressure moving forward. What other news of note should investors consider? Tourist arrivals in Singapore grew for an eighth consecutive month in September, with over 752,000 tourist arrivals, up from 729,000 arrivals in August. Although still far below the 1.5 million recorded three years ago before the pandemic, visitor arrivals in September sets yet another monthly record since the start of the pandemic. Indonesia was the top source of arrivals, followed by India and Malaysia. In the year to date, Singapore has reported 3.7 million in tourist arrivals against the Singapore Tourism Board's expectation of up to 4 to 6 million visitors for the year. About 2.2 million of these tourists arrived in the third quarter of this year with the easing of most travel restrictions. Over in the real estate sector, condo resale prices rose for the 26th straight consecutive month in September growing another 1.7% from last month and 11.1% year-on-year, according to flash estimates from SRX and 99.co. All regions experienced year-on-year resale price increases, with the outside central region seeing the highest hike of 12.9%. In terms of volume, resale condo units grew 1.1% month-on-month, but is 22.8% lower year-on-year. Moving forward, 99.co expects the condo resale market to have a knock-on effect from the recent wave of cooling measures. In the rental market, rents for both private and public properties grew by 3.3% and 3.2% respectively over the month of September, with volumes rising in tandem. On a year-on-year basis, condo rental prices rose 30.9%, while HDB rental prices rose 24.7%, 
driven by strong rental demand amid limited supply. Looking ahead, rental prices are likely to rise further due to increased demand, higher goods and services tax and higher property taxes in 2023. Hutton's Asia estimates rents to grow by up to 10% in 4Q 2022. Over in the auction market, Singapore Realtors Inc. observed strong interest in auction properties in the third quarter despite cooling measures. A total of nine properties were auctioned off in the quarter, amounting to a sales value of 18.9 million Sing dollars, bringing the total number of properties sold in the year to date to 31 versus 26 last year. Residential properties formed the bulk of transactions this year, thus far at 64.5% of total value sold. Edmund Tai expects more mortgagee sale activity from increased monthly mortgages amid rising interest rates, while industrial and commercial properties may face pressure from the GST hike in 2023. Highlighting some notable company-specific news for the week, Singapore Airlines updated that it is currently in discussions with Tata Group to explore a potential transaction in relation to the securities of Vistara and Air India Limited, which may include a potential integration of Vistara and Air India. SIA currently holds a 49% stake in Tata SIA Airlines, which operates Vistara, an Indian full-service airline based in New Delhi. Tata holds the remaining 51% stake. Discussions are ongoing and no definitive terms have been agreed upon yet. Keppel Corporation's wholly-owned subsidiary, Keppel Infrastructure, celebrated the official opening of the Keppel Infrastructure at Changi Building, which is Singapore's first Greenmark Platinum Positive Energy Building under the new and more stringent Greenmark scheme. The building houses Keppel Infrastructure's operations nerve centre for four district cooling plants. Keppel Infrastructure also announced two MOUs of SETS and Medtronic Singapore for a combined potential value of approximately $100 million. Earlier in the week, Keppel Corporation also announced that its latest data centre at Genting Lane has also achieved the Greenmark Platinum Award, which is the highest green accolade conferred for new data centres. Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding announced that it has secured new orders for another 22 vessels, bringing the total order secured in the year to date to 40 vessels with a total value of 3.6 billion US dollars and exceeding its FY22 target of 2 billion. The group's total order book value to date grew to 10.3 billion US dollars, which is the highest ever total order book value recorded, extending its revenue visibility to mid-2025. A total of 51 vessels were delivered as of end September and the group believes that it is on track to achieve its FY22 delivery target of 70 vessels. SIA Engineering announced that it has signed an agreement with Hawaiian Airlines to extend its airframe maintenance services into year 2027. The group has also signed with new Malaysian low-cost carrier MY Airline a 10-year agreement with an option to extend for another two years to provide component support coverage for aircraft and engine spares as well as repair and overhaul support services. Both deals are not expected to have a material impact on the group's earnings per share or net tangible assets per share for the financial year ending 31st March 2023. q Dental Group's Acumen Diagnostics has won the Ministry of Health's tender to operate one of the sites allocated for a joint testing and vaccination centre. 
The 15-month contract stretches from 1st October 2022 to 31st December 2023, with actual operations starting from 21st November 2022. The value of the contract is estimated to be worth at least $3.6 million. The operation of joint testing and vaccination centres by the private medical sector is part of the Singapore government's policy and efforts to provide the public with efficient and convenient access to COVID-19 booster shot vaccination. Jumbo Group announced that it has opened a fourth franchised Jumbo seafood outlet in Vietnam, following its third successful opening in Ho Chi Minh City in May 2022. This also marks its first Jumbo seafood outlet in Hanoi and hopes to expand customer base and open more outlets in Vietnam. Asian healthcare specialists filed a voluntary cash offer at 18.8 Singapore cents per share by Labrador Park Private Limited, a special-purpose vehicle indirectly wholly owned by Doctor Anywhere Private Limited for all issued ordinary shares of Asian healthcare specialists. The cash offer represents 21.3% over the three-month volume-weighted average price of 15.5 Singapore cents per share. The company's valuation multiples implied by the offer price are also above trading peers and precedent transactions. The offeror has secured irrevocable undertakings representing approximately 79.5% of the total number of shares. Amelia, we're in earnings seasons again. Give us some highlights. SPH REIT kicked off this earnings season and reported higher distribution per unit of 5.52 Singapore cents for the 12 months ended 31st August 2022, up 2.2% from the previous year. The REIT reported 1.7% increase in gross revenue and 3.5% increase in net property income, alongside improvement in rental reversions with a negative 2.8% portfolio rental reversion rate compared to negative 8.4% a year ago. Its Singapore assets saw double-digit growth in footfall across Paragon and the Clementi Mall, with tenant sales at Paragon improving by over 25% year-on-year. In the last earnings season, as REITs with Singapore-based retail assets across the board saw double-digit pickup in shopper traffic and tenant sales, with downtown malls leading the recovery. This has been Market Focus from The Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero with Amelia Tan, Research Analyst at SGX Securities and Raphael Lim, Correspondent with The Business Times News Desk. That was a podcast from The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.